the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Just shoot me. Well, really, we're going to do a good show today, but it really doesn't matter because, uh, well, the human race is doomed. Cynthia Nixon, you know, you remember her from, uh, um, what was it called? Sex in the City. Yeah, I forgot there for a second. HBO. Cynthia Nixon, uh, she, uh, she was on Sex in the City. Anyway, she's running for governor in New York. Now, that's not why we're doomed, um, but... I mean, well, I guess you could make a case for that. But anyway, this is not that's not why we're doomed. She's running against Andrew Cuomo and she's been saying uh, she's been having trouble getting him to agree to a debate. And uh, finally, they are going to debate tonight. I don't know where somewhere in New York. And Cynthia is upset about. Are you ready? The proposed room temperature. Now, well, I'm just telling you, she's upset about the room temperature. Cuomo likes it cool. Some, some. Uh, hey, listen, I'm in the studio right now. I don't have my jacket on yet, but I'll have it on before the show's over. You can hang meat in here. So I, I'm thinking of suing, but I've only been here less than two months. I'll wait on that until I have a better case, but maybe I'll get sick or something. But now they are going to debate tonight, and Cynthia's upset about the uh, the room temperature. Now, Cuomo likes it cool, and Cynthia says it's sexist. This is why we're doomed. Sexist to keep the temperature any lower than 76 degrees. But you didn't know that. And that's where we are in America. Room temperature can be sexist. And her advisor, Rebecca Katz, says, and this is a quote, work environments are notoriously sexist when it comes to temperature. So we want to be on the same page here. Now, for something to be notorious for something, (laughs) that's like famous, only bad famous. And if it's notorious, that means everybody knows about it. Now, I've been in the workforce. I've worked at you know, a couple different TV stations, different radio stations. Uh, before that, I worked uh, you know, as a kid. I don't remember anybody complaining about the men controlling the temperature at the, at the workplace and saying that it was sexist because it was too cold or too hot. I, but I guess it must always be cold. Anyway, I bet you didn't know that where your thermostat is set can determine whether or not you're working in a sexist environment. And this is, remember now, this is somebody running for governor of the state of New York, okay? And she's talking about for more than 10 seconds and wasting the amount of oxygen it takes to even say it, that the temperature set on your thermostat can determine whether or not you're working in a sexist environment. Now, the New York Times jumped in uh, on this story, and somehow they found a study from 2015. I don't know who did the study. It doesn't matter. But it, the, the study, and if it's a study, it must be true. Uh, the, the study from 2015 said that temperatures in most buildings are based on the met, met, meta, metabolic, metabolic rates of men. The authors of the study argued for reducing gender discrimination bias in thermal comfort. Now, there's. I, I hope that she makes that like one of her main um, campaign promises, that she's going to insist that the temperature be set at 76 in every building in New York for the rest of the time, at least for as long as she's governor. We will never have a thermostat below 76. She should probably get a lot of votes. And we're going to talk about gender and a serious discussion about gender coming up here in our second half hour. Um, I've, I've been trying to this whole the whole issue of gender dysphoria, which is uh, kids thinking that they are um, they, they are born boys, but they want to be girls. Uh, you know what it's all about. Um, and I, I, I've had a hard time finding out exactly what percentage of kids actually have this issue. And I, I've had a tough time coming up with a number. The reason I, I wonder about it, because with school starting, I, I knew we were going to have issues with bathrooms and all that stuff. And, and I've always wondered, uh, you know, if, I, if I'm in a school of, with 1,500 kids in it, 
I think I saw a number of 0.07%. And anyway, something like that. It's a ridiculously low amount of kids who might have that problem. And I'm wondering why the whole world is being turned upside down over this. I know that, that if, let's just assume we're going to have a, a doctor come on and talk about whether or not this can be fixed and whether or not it's being handled right. But I, I, I always wanted to um, just discuss if, if there are only maybe one or two kids in the entire school who might have this issue, why are we turning the school upside down and changing the bathrooms and the locker rooms and all that stuff? I, I mean, it's like if you had a, a couple of blind kids in the school or one blind kid. He, he obviously can't help if he's blind. Um, and, and you should do everything you can to accommodate him if he's going to go to the school there. But does that mean that everybody has to wear blindfolds or that you, you have to turn the lights out so that everybody is operating on the on the same uh, playing field? It just, I, I don't know. What, what is it about this condition, uh, which I'm going to have someone come on and, and talk about whether or not it can be fixed and whether it's not, how real of a condition it actually is. But if this condition does exist, why is it with this condition that the whole world has to be turned upside down? We have people who have uh, physical handicaps. They they need crutches. Uh, they are on a wheelchair. Um, they need a cane. But you don't get rid of stairs, and you don't you don't change the entire building and change the entire society to accommodate them. You you sympathize with them. You do whatever you can to accommodate them. But the world doesn't change to make them happy. It's just it's an unfortunate thing if you're if you have some kind of an affliction that puts you at a disadvantage. But the whole world can't change because of it. Anyway. I'm going to talk about that with a guy. His name is Dr. Quentin Van Meter of the American College of Pediatricians. We're going to talk about that in our second half hour. But when we come back, just uh, in a minute or two here, uh, we're going to talk about video games. Uh, you know about the shooting down in Jacksonville. A uh, 24-year-old guy uh, killed two people, wounded several others at a, uh, a video game tournament. They were playing Madden. And I, I obviously, video games are an issue for a lot of different reasons for a lot of people. And I'm going to bring on a psychologist to talk about it. He runs a website that deals with, um, well, deals with people dealing with technology and video games and all that stuff. We're going to talk about what it all means and where it's going and what parents should do about it when we come back. Stay there. Marley Financial has done it again. These guys are just fantastic. Many of you know or have worked with our friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial. You also know that they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But now they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation. Typical savings of up to 40%. Small, medium, and even large groups, Marley has got you covered. Giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital, Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, or even Johns Hopkins. Marley gives you the power to choose what's best for you and your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors, without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. Call Marley Financial now at 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496. And find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. Don't pay double for your next home improvement project. Many companies are simply asking too much for windows, siding, and doors. You need at least three estimates. Just make sure Windows R Us is one of them. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofing, siding, doors, gutters, even shutters and downspouts. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward menu-style pricing, and the absolute fastest turnaround in the business. Windows R Us offers multiple financing options and will match any competitor's price. No hidden costs or final invoice surprises ever. And their no-loophole full lifetime warranty covers everything, including labor and glass breakage at no additional charge. Mention AM1250 and get an exclusive 10% discount for listeners of this station only. Why pay double? Before you buy, visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. They're more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company. windowsruspittsburgh.com. You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, that's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body soothing serenity. 
Made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see for yourself. People come in with health concerns and we try to address those at the root cause. At the Medicine Shops in Oakmont and Penn Hills, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb has conducted over 3,000 consultations with pharmacist, mentor, and friend Joe DiMatteo. I actually got my nurse practitioner in family practice and I've always wanted to practice getting to the root cause because in family practice I felt like I was giving a pill for the ill. It's always pharmaceutical based. You really didn't get to the main problem problem that caused the symptom. Just an example, if you have heartburn, there's many reasons for acid reflux or heartburn, and some of those reasons could be not enough hydrochloric acid, where traditional medicine blocks that, and as we age, our body typically doesn't even make enough as it should to break down our food. A lot of people want to get off their proton pump inhibitors, and we had a little protocol to wean that very slowly so they don't have rebound heartburn. Call for a consultation today. The Medicine Shop in Oakmont and Penn Hills. 888-865-9595. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, I have to say that I'm glad I was born too soon to become addicted to video games. We, you know, played outside, but uh, as I've said here before, if you take a look at the baseball and football fields in your neighborhood, they'll be empty. Uh, unless it's organized with parents, uniforms, and snacks. So I assume that the kids are inside playing video games when I go by all the empty fields, although they've been empty for years. But anyway, kids and video games are a big topic of discussion, uh, especially after a 24-year-old guy shot and killed two people at a video game tournament in Jacksonville a few days ago. Dr. Michael Brooks is a child psychologist, author of the book Tech Generation, Raising Balanced Kids in a Hyperconnected World. He's with us now. Uh, Dr. Brooks, thanks for being here. And pleasure to be here, John. So what was your reaction just uh, as a guy who's involved in this kind of stuff when you heard the news about the 24-year-old guy who shot up the video tournament down in Florida? Well, you know, first is the the sadness and, you know, the another shooting. It's just become all too common that we hear these in the news. And then trying to find out a little more about what went on uh, and, and get the backstory. Um, and you know, I'm, I don't know the, uh, perpetrator, uh, any more than you do from what I've read in the news, but it sounds like he had a history of mental health issues. Uh, David Katz, I believe was his name. Um, yeah, it was just a very sad thing. And then the other one that struck me, it was a, a Madden video game tournament. So it was football. It wasn't call of duty or, one of the more violent uh, first-person shooters that you hear about, it was football. So, you know, that I, I was curious about that, too. Why were you curious about it being football? I mean, I, I get what you're saying. It wasn't, well, one of, wasn't people yeah, shooting each other. It was a football it, game. Yeah. I, I, well, the first thing was that, uh, you know, it wasn't a first-person shooter. When I first heard about it, I thought, oh, it's probably a Call of Duty tournament or um, you know, one of those type of first person shooter games and that it was a football. So I thought when the, the news broke that if it was call of duty, there'd be a quick uh, line drawn between the violence in the game and the, the shooting. But since it was football, the association is a little sketchier. And from what I understand, he was a previous champion and then uh, was losing in this uh, tournament. Um, so was angered by that, but you know, that in and of itself, you know, we, we always are trying to search for answers and try to make sense of the senseless, but it appears that he had a history of, uh, psychological and mental health issues previously. So that was, uh, you know, I think probably if we tie it back to anything that, and he was able to, to get firearms. And as we have, I, I guess, learned the hard way many times, the combination of mental health issues and firearms is not a good one. 
No, and uh, these weren't kids. It was guys in their 20s. The, the guy who did it was right. just 24 years old. Um, is, right. is, is, it used to be, I don't know, when I was a kid, they, obviously I'm too old to have had uh, video games when I was a kid, but just when you got to be in your mid-20s, uh, playing games was not something that you did. We kind of grew out of that, and we... We, if we played anything, it was when you know, we were on softball teams, football, you know, flag football teams, not real, you know, actual, real, actual playing of games, and you know, maybe you played cards, uh, but you didn't play games in the kind of in the way that they play games now. I realize they weren't as sophisticated as they are now, but we we grew right. out, we grew out of it. It just seems like an immature thing to do to me. Uh, and do, do, is there a point when these? Are these? I mean, what's going to be the age when you're supposed to grow out of this? Or is there, I don't is there think one? We will. There, there isn't one. I, the average age of gamers now is into you know the late twenties. So this is not unusual. Young adults play uh, video games at a frequency that rivals teenagers. Um, so it's not surprising that this at this tournament that it was. Uh, it's mainly male and mainly uh, teenagers to young adults, but there are plenty of adults uh, playing video games. I'm, I'm, I'll say I'm, I'm almost 50. I still play video games, so I grew up with them. Uh, the very first wave of Pac-Man and Space Invaders and Galaga and Centipede, and I, they had me at Hello, and I played them ever since, and I have three boys of my own, and they all play video games, but it's, it's a matter of the the quantity at which they're playing. I know you mentioned addictive, and there's controversy about uh, whether it, it you know is truly addictive. Um, but it certainly uh, can create a, a a very large time sink for young adults in particular and teenagers of playing Fortnite is the game of the hour. Yeah, and uh, some of your listeners probably if they have. Uh, Boys and teen boys, they're probably into Fortnite. Yeah, what well, I was interested, I saw, I get you to comment on this, I just thought of this as you brought up Fortnite. Uh, I just saw the other day, uh, some, I think it was the Ottawa Senators of the NHL, somebody put on Twitter, uh, a scout or somebody said that the Ottawa Senators are encouraged, their scouts are encouraging players who are interested in getting noticed by the NHL I think this is what it was, but there was a mention of uh, that it would be a good idea not to mention an interest in Fortnite on their social media because that would not be looked upon favorably by the teams because they think that there's so many there are so many people overly interested in Fortnite to the point of being addicted that they're actually afraid of it. Uh, yeah, it, it's a, a a game that requires a lot of time to be good at it. My um, older boys play it a little, but frankly, I don't let them play long enough for them to be good enough at it to want to play it much. <laughs> so they, so they uh, don't, don't last long when they play. And so they play different games. Um, but yeah, the, it, uh, the world cup, you might've seen, if you watched any of that, the players would do dances after scoring goals that were based on some of the dances that were done in Fortnite that your characters can do, um, your, your um, avatar, you can make them dance at various points. And, yeah. um, and some of the soccer players were doing this after goals. And you'll see it in um, the NFL. It's in the Major League Baseball where uh, people are doing Fortnite dances um, because it's so popular and so the, the thing that I'm more concerned about is the amount of time uh, more than the content of the games themselves. Mm -hmm. And I understand there, there are ones where, you know, yes, a, a four-year-old shouldn't be playing an M-rated Call of Duty game or things like that, uh, Grand Theft Auto. There's some ultra-violent ones out there. But the more general problem, I think, is that these games are so immersive and so intricate that uh, and easy to access that kids are choosing to play these over the things that you said at the beginning of the show, going outside, yep. playing group games. When I present on this, I ask parents, how many of you grew up uh, outside playing group games like tag and hide and go seek mm -hmm. in your neighborhoods? You think 
uh, more frequently than your own kids. Everybody's hand goes up. And the odd part is society, the world is actually a safer place than it was when we were growing up. Societal violence has gone down most, markedly most people in the last would, 30 years. Most people would be surprised to hear you say that, but I, I know that that's true. Most people do not right. believe that. Right. Yeah, and the reason we don't think it's true, it's called, uh, in the social sciences, it's called the availability heuristic, is that we base the frequency at which things occur on how easily we can recall incidents mm -hmm. about them. So when there are shootings, there are abductions, there are terrorist acts, they, they make the headline news, right? And everybody has their news feeds, and it's, you know, pumping through their hours phones. 24 hours a day, yeah. 24 hours a day, so we can easily recall all the rapes and killings and abductions uh, because they, they come front and center. If it bleeds, it leads. And so we can, because we can easily recall these incidents, uh, because of this way our brain works, we think it's happening very frequently. When if you look at the data and the FBI crime statistics, all these major incidents of crime are going down, yet what's going up is young people and teens are more depressed, they're more anxious, suicide rates are growing up, and oddly, despite all the social connectedness of Snapchat and things like that, they rate themselves as lonelier yeah. than they did 10 and 20 years ago. Yeah, well, and there's too much time. And we're talking to Dr. Michael Brooks. He's a child psychologist and also uh, runs a website uh, called Happy, is it Happy Tech Happy Life? Tech, yeah. That's it. TechHappyLife.com. Yeah. Um, so is does too much time on the video games create depressed kids or are depressed kids drawn to video games? Uh, to answer that question, yes. Yeah, both. Uh, right. <laughs> it's, it's both. And the research bears this out is it tends to be, they call it reciprocal causal. So kids who are depressed tend to pull inward and disengage from activities outside, in-person activities, and then they retreat to the screen. And the more they're on the screen, the more depressed they tend to get. And they aren't practicing their social skills because evolutionarily we are meant to have our social needs met with one another in person and so just because a kid is on xbox live and they have some friends there or um they're uh yeah on snapchat and things like that and they say well i communicate but that isn't how we meet our needs we're meant to be in relationship in person and i think when those basic needs are getting pushed off to the side, that's where the damage is done. And sleep is one of those. Our need for sleep hasn't changed in thousands of years, but there's a very high percentage of kids, about 40% of teenagers are getting less than seven hours of sleep per night. And they need nine. That in and of itself is disastrous on our mental health and even our physical health. I got less than a, less than a minute. Um, when do you know your kids are spending too much time living in video game land, and what do you do about it? I, I got about thirty seconds. Oh, okay, uh, about two to three hours of recreational screen time per day is when the negatives of the screen time start to outweigh whatever positives they're getting of screen time. So when they are not getting enough sleep, they are not spending time in person in their day to day relationships out. They're not getting physical activity. Another one is grades dropping. It's too much. And then what we need to do as parents, we have to step in and turn up the control dial a bit and try to rein it back in uh, to more acceptable levels. Thank they Ultimately, they... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm, I'm out of time, Dr. Brooks. I, I know we could go on, but I'm up against a hard break. Thanks a lot for being no. here. Oh, thanks, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, John. Okay, that's Dr. Michael Brooks. We'll be back. We're going to talk about gender dysphoria. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. John McCain's body is now lying in state at the Arizona Capitol. Freedom! 
Arizona National Guardsmen carried McCain's flag-draped casket into the Capitol Rotunda, where his daughter Megan shook while crying. At a private memorial service, former Senate colleague John Kyle remembered McCain's patriotism. John McCain believed in America. Governor Doug Ducey called on all Americans to carry on McCain's fight for the nation. May we take comfort in knowing in that fight, John McCain will always have our back. On what would have been her husband's 82nd birthday, Cindy McCain patted his casket before leaning over to kiss it. Sagar Magani at the White House. On Wall Street, the Dow by 60 points, the Nasdaq rose 79, the S&P a band 16. This is SRN News. You know, I'm not a genius about money. I love my credit cards, and they love me. I was using them as a source of income, and then I got behind in my payments, and creditors were calling. I figured I had a problem, and I didn't know how to deal with it. I heard about Trinity, so I called and talked to a counselor. In half an hour, we worked out a plan. Now I've got one easy monthly payment, a lower interest rate, and I'm getting out of debt. If you're in an endless cycle of paying on credit card balances that never seem to go away, then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity will consolidate your accounts, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. If you're debt has you down, we should talk. Call 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Call 1-800-990-6976. Joe Walsh says in some cases, it's easy to place blame. What I say every single time an American citizen is robbed, injured, raped, or killed, by somebody in this country illegally. All I can say is the same damn thing. Our government let this girl down. The Joe Walsh Radio Program. Weeknights at 9, right after Larry Elder at 7. On AM 1250, The Answer. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's a beautiful country out there. Discover it all in a new RV from Camping World, America's number one RV dealer. At your local Camping World, you'll find over 350 new RVs in stock, an ever-changing selection from America's top brands, including favorites like Coleman and Mallard of every class and size, all at wholesale prices. Say hello to a whole new world. Visit CampingWorldOfPittsburgh.com. Hi, everybody. This is Craig Wolfley from my friends at J&D Waterproofing. For every waterproofing or foundation repair, a portion of the proceeds go to the Light of Life Rescue Mission or the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Hello, this is Ralph Sindrich. I'm proud to be a part of this program and such a fine service to be offered to the community. For every job commitment, I'll provide a signed copy of my book, NFL Brawl. Call for a free estimate at 1-800-VERY-DRY. That's 1-800-VERY-DRY. Or visit us on the web at jdwaterproofing.com. This is Chris. Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. Estate administration isn't something we do on the side. It's the heart and soul of our practice. Any attorney can write a will, but we have the experience to administer your estate plan properly to achieve the goals we all share, to protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones you love. How you get there is specific to your situation. So let's talk. Abernethy and Hagerman. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. If only Alex Allegheny County's poorer performing school districts had more money, they could deliver better academic results, right? Sorry, but no, as a recent study by the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy shows. The arguments about inequitable and inadequate funding largely are a diversionary tactic to avoid discussing real solutions to address grossly deficient academic achievement. Learn more about this school funding red herring at alleghenyinstitute.org, where conventional thinking has been challenged since 1995. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. It's some heavy volume on the Parkway East, outbound Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood, Swissvale. Inbound slow from Edgewood, Swissvale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Now, the Parkway West, there is an accident. It's off to the shoulder on the inbound side, approaching Green Tree, and a slow ride from Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Southbound 79, you're jammed up from 50 down to Bridgeville. That because of a crash off to the shoulder. McKnight Road shut down with an accident between Duncan Avenue and Arcadia Drive. I'm Jenny Robinson on AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. 
Warm and sticky tonight with a shower or thunderstorm around, but any thunderstorm early tonight can be strong and capable of producing some damaging wind gusts and flash flooding. Low tonight, 70. Variably cloudy tomorrow, not as hot, but still humid with a shower or thunderstorm in places. High 79, the low tomorrow night, 64. Friday, clouds and sun, a couple of showers in the laurels. High 81. I'm Danielle Niddle on AM 1250, The Answer. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, there are very few, if any, issues that have uh, caused as much upheaval in the country than gender identity issues. It's about a lot more than who uses what bathroom, too. And uh, there are people out there claiming that there aren't and actually never were only two genders. And the politically correct opinion seems to be that there aren't. Uh, You're not allowed to disagree with that anymore. Well, Dr. Quentin Van Meter is the president of the American College of Pediatricians. He joins us now. Thanks for being here, doctor. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So I, I, I've been wanting to talk to somebody about this for a long time, and I've, I've had trouble. Uh, I'm really glad you're here because I've had trouble finding somebody I could ask this because I don't know the answer to it. Um, I see all this upheaval that's caused by this, the question of gender identity, you know, the stuff with the bathrooms and, and the locker rooms and all the stuff that everybody's aware of. And I've been uh, – but before we get into a discussion about the, ish, the, the condition and, and what you think of it and what should be done about it, what percentage of kids right now in America are, are dealing with this issue one way or another? Well, the- the most recent estimate, and this was from a study of high school students in, in Washington State and Oregon. Now, mind you, the the mindset of the folks in the schools in those two states is tends to be a little bit different than perhaps in other states in the country. Uh, but there, there was estimated that as many as three percent of kids in school sort of questioned their their gender, who they who they were. This is a very recent one, and it's a dramatic uptick from the actual incidence of gender incongruence that has persisted into adulthood, which is is remarkably rare. Six out of a hundred thousand uh, males and three out of a hundred thousand females. So you, you can see an almost a thousandfold jump in the in the perceived incidence of this this uh, disorder. Okay, that that's kind of what I was getting at here because the three percent sounds amazingly high to me, but um, I'm, I'm if. Let's go back five years ago. I don't know how many years ago you have to go back before this became such a prevalent thing. But if you had a if you had a high school of fifteen hundred kids, how many kids were likely to uh, be showing any signs of this? One, two. We might have zero to one in a high yeah. school that yeah. So it's really, really exceptionally rare. Um, and if you go back ten years or twelve years, even even rarer than that. So. What's happened is this has become sort of a, a, a cult, if you will. It's yeah. almost a cult phenomenon. Uh, the, the basic premise that we are anything biologically other than a male or a female is uh, is absurdity, with a very few exceptions of some very, very rare disorders where there are um, chromosomes of both male and female uh, exerting an active effect in an individual. Uh, those those diseases are exceptionally rare, and those kids, very interestingly, have no no uh, discordant gender identity issues. Um, the the concept of gender identity was was proposed in the late nineteen seventy well, mid nineteen seventies by a a very um, uh, well I would say emotionally unstable uh, researcher at Johns Hopkins who who I actually had an opportunity to to train with, uh, and and he was a, a very adverse influence in in so many ways. And his theories were uh, based on just his, his his ideas that he kind of pulled out of a hat and out of his head, along with his partners in crime, Harry Benjamin and Alfred Kinsey. These three guys were essentially uh, perverted individuals who decided that we, they wanted to start the sexual revolution in the 1970s, which they did. Um, it was buried in the 1980s because it, uh, the whole po- concept of gender fluidity uh, proved to be absolutely false and wrong. So uh, it was it was basically taken apart. Johns Hopkins, who had the premier program in uh, looking at this idea, uh, was ashamed and said never again and uh, put this sad book on the shelf and said, well, just remember it's there so we don't repeat a mistake. Um, what happened then in the nineteen uh, mid nineteen or rather the mid two thousands is that here in the United States, uh, uh, starting with Boston, a, 
pediatric endocrinologist who spent time over in the Netherlands where this idea of you can make somebody whatever gender they want to be, whether or not it's their biologic sex or not, they can, they can become that with medical and surgical changes. Um, a pediatric endocrinologist brought the idea to the United States and started his clinic in Boston. And it's a very, it's an idea who, there's a, a group called the World Professional Association of Transgender Health, WPATH, which is a non-scientific based group. There are some scientists in there, but the majority of the membership are people who are transgender. Uh, it's, it's membership requirements are you have to have an interest in transgender ideas in medicine. And that's all that's required. No professional training, no certification. Um, and they are basically writing the guidelines that everyone follows in lockstep, primarily for political correctness. And it, it's a very, it's an area where there is no body of valid research which uh, proves that their concepts of, of uh, gender uh, constructs are, are scientifically based. So you end up having ideas thrown out again, much like Dr. John Money did in the 70s. I have an idea, let's see if it works. So affirming these kids uh, is is the new thing to do. Gender affirming care is, is sort of referred to, and that initially is psychological care uh, at the onset of puberty, blocking puberty, and then using cross-sex hormones, and then suggesting uh, uh, surgeries to remove breasts and male genitalia, etc., to create a, an appearance on the outside that matches this person's uh, state of delusion. Now, if you believe you are born in the wrong body, that is a delusional thought. I mean, it's it's just what it is. It's it, there is no arguing that in the world of psychology, really. If you look at the di the definition of that, if you persist in this delusion, it becomes a delusional disorder, and that's that's essentially where many of these kids are going because they're being affirmed by quote, trained, unquote, uh, psychologists who do nothing but say, hey, if you believe you are, let's, let's go with it. And then the family has, is trained to come along, and then hormones are, are manipulated, and then the patient is passed on. And these are kids who are not yet of the age of consent. So mm -hmm. this is where I stand as the, as the president of the American College of Pediatricians, very strong. You cannot do this to children who do not understand that what you're doing has absolutely incredibly bad consequences. Infertility in 100% of kids, um, can cancer risks, heart disease uh, that go up significantly in the, in the, when you're treated with cross-sex hormones. And then the most telling thing is that the mental health of these individuals later in life, not five or ten years in, but in their 20 or 30 years post-transition, uh, things fall apart you know, emotionally, and these poor people are essentially committing suicide at a 20-fold increase uh, compared to their uh, untreated uh, peers in the community. So it's, it's creating a, a disease. It's creating a lifetime of medical problems. Um, it is unethical in the eyes of, of those of us who practice medicine that says, above all, do no harm. Um, the kids that are counseled, and this is, this is the saddest part of, of all, Dr. Kenneth Zucker of Toronto took these kids who had persistent delusion and counseled them through the adolescence, through puberty, kept them under his wing and, until they essentially made it through the rough parts of adolescence and got them to young adulthood and all but 2% of boys returned to their, their natal sex in terms of their identity, and upwards of uh, upper 80% of females returned to their natal sex. So it's like the, the treatment is already there. We already know what to do. It's not harmful. It, it, it comes out with a, with a much, much happier ending. Uh, and what we're doing now is experimenting blindly moving forward, trying to create protocols and create a research base of kids that have been nothing but affirmed. No counseling, uh, no, no looking at the underpinning psychological issues, which are profound in these kids. So it's, it's, you know, it, it's kind of a, uh, sort of a bulldozing of ideas. Uh, when you talk to psychologists out in the general community who refer, uh, you know, we refer patients to for mental health issues, they say, gosh, I'm not trained in this. I'll have to find somebody who is. And they look up a list, and those people are people who really have no training. They have just designated themselves as experts, and all they do is affirm. They do nothing else. They don't go deeply into the psychological issues and go to the basement where the cobwebs are and figure out why this child is, is essentially figuring they're in the wrong body. Uh, none of that is done anymore. As a matter of fact, the most recent comments from the director of transgender health and surgery at Mount Sinai in New York City, 
said, psychological counseling is absolutely unnecessary. Do not focus on that. Go straight for the medical treatment. Now, this is a powerful individual who runs a program in metropolitan New York City. He's an adult endocrinologist. He's making these comments about young children. He's not trained in pediatric endocrinology. He certainly isn't trained in, in psychology. And he is, uh, and his cohorts uh, across the country are essentially jamming this down our throats as if it's the new new. And if you don't do that, you're a, you're a hater and a bigot and a terrible person. So, you know, we're, we're totally compassionate about our care. I mean, I, 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 my heart goes out to these kids who come to my office with transgender issues because I know there's something really, really powerfully upsetting in their life. And I find counselors who will go ahead and work on that issue first and foremost. And then I also don't let them disappear. I keep in touch with these patients so that I know they haven't been lost and, and found something on the internet that looks like a decent solution that's quicker, like uh, hormones uh, you know, given by a doctor out of their office without any questions asked and surgeries done uh, to remove breasts in 14-year-old girls whose daddies uh, signed the consent form for them. Um, it's just it's tragic what's going on. And I, would, I believe in 30 years we're going to see a population of 100,000 or so kids who've, who've all of a sudden gotten to adulthood and say, what the heck did I do? Who, well, who allowed me to do this? Well, it, Dr. Quentin Van Meter is the president of the American College of Pediatricians. Um, you went on there for a while, and I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt you because everything you said made sense to me. Um, but it also, it sounds to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds to me like you are in a distinct minority, at least as far as what the general public thinks about all this, the general public seems to be accepting this. Um, you know, obviously, there you know there there are schools. We have a story about Kansas City before school started. They just uh, they they remodeled a school and changed all the bathrooms, and there's no boys and girls rooms anymore. I mean, you know all those stories. So, um, what's the chances of? Uh, I, I just don't I don't get the impression that what you're saying is being heeded by anybody and not not anybody but not enough people well it, it's a it's a one-way conversation and it's not a conversation at all everything is basically uh, sent from these academic centers of quote excellence uh and we are stifled we are i i cannot be i cannot speak at a major uh endocrine uh, society meeting uh because no one will have me speak on this subject they only accept the things that they that they are are wanting to accept it sounds a little conspiratorial but it's absolutely true you can't publish in standard journals you can't write a letter to the editor to the georgia chapter of the american academy of pediatrics that states anything other they won't publish it they well, refuse why, why to is that why, i mean what happened uh, what what why, well, how did this run away with itself like this well, first of all, everyone likes to think of themselves as being kind-hearted and not mean-spirited. I mean, that's you know, that's, that, there's a nerve in all of us. It's a, somebody says you're mean and you're a bully and you're treating me poorly. Uh, in this day and age uh, of co sort of correctness, you think, oh, okay, I will, I will not go down that pathway unless I know somebody's really pulling the wool over my eyes and making you know, making a fool out of me. So since nothing is really known in the general public about what, what this transgender uh, issue is and how it started and, and how it's bur burgeoned so much, um, they are all accepting of that. Well, if, if it says that, you know, if these universities are doing it and, and you know, it says it's okay, then it must be okay. And why, who am I to challenge it? I don't know anything about it. We hear that over and over again when we have a chance to talk is nobody knew anything about the subject. They had just figured that if somebody in a position of power in academic medicine speaks, it's got to be the truth. And that's, you know, the American populace is, is kowtowed to that. I mean, they, they you know, it's, it's the, I, you know, I try, try to talk about space engineering and sending something to the planet Mars. I'm totally at a loss. I have no clue what, whether I, what I read is, is real or not because it's out of my area of expertise. But, you know, in transgender medicine, the reason I'm so vocal and that we are actually gathering some storm to be able to start talking about this uh, to our colleagues in a more, more effective way is primarily to burst this fake bubble of, of you know, acceptance of this because it's, it's tragic. I mean, it's absolutely tragic. Well, I'm with you, Doctor. Uh, you make sense to me, and I hope you uh, get more people to listen to you. I, I, I'm sure um, the people who listen to you here today got a, an earful from someone who is a, a pediatric endocrinologist. So I think you know what you're talking about. I, I appreciate you being here. It's great. Thank Thanks you. for having me. I really appreciate it. Take okay. care. All right. That's Dr. Quentin Van Meter, president of the American College of Pediatricians. 
I'm sorry. It makes sense to me. I'll be right back. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. It either is or it isn't. When it comes down to it, that's all that really matters when choosing a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. It's either certified by Mercedes-Benz factory trained technicians, or it isn't. It's either backed by an unlimited mileage warranty for up to five years, or it isn't. It's absolute confidence in 30,000 precision parts, or it isn't. The Mercedes-Benz certified pre-owned sales event, now through August 31st, only at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. Come in today and take advantage of first month's payment credit and special financing offers available through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services. There are those who settle for nothing less. For them, the choice is simple. It's either up to Mercedes-Benz standards or it isn't. It's flawlessly maintained or it isn't. It's either Mercedes-Benz certified pre-owned or it isn't. Senior authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on first month's payment credit and certified pre-owned warranties. Warning. Property protected by electric fence. Sharks sighted in water. There are a lot of warnings you don't want to miss. Bridge out. Especially when it comes to your identity and the personal information on your devices. That's why new LifeLock Identity Theft Protection now adds Norton Security for more protection than ever. LifeLock uses proprietary technology to detect threats, like your personal info for sale on the dark web. And Norton Security helps protect up to five devices from ransomware and other online threats. Plus, if you have a problem, our agents will work to fix it. No one can stop every cyber threat, prevent all identity theft, or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But missing a warning sign... Warning. Minefield ahead. ...could be dangerous. Join now and get 10% off your first year, plus a $25 Amazon gift card with annual enrollment. Just go to lifelock.com and enter promo code SMART. Terms apply. New LifeLock with Norton. More detection, more protection. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. And right now, listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash America. One more time. To try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, here's one of my favorite subjects to finish the day off. A little uh, sports uh, angle here. Uh, about 20 years ago, I think maybe 21 years ago, um, I wrote a column in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette on a Saturday morning, and the first word of the column uh, was... No, that was the first sentence. No, period. It was the first paragraph. Um, because I was telling people to vote no against uh, the public funding of PNC Park and Heinz Field. And it turned out to be an unbelievably corrupt, uh, idiotic deal that the government ended up making with the Pirates and the Steelers, handing them two stadiums that they should have had to pay for themselves. Anyway, there's a new story now that the 
SEA, that's the uh, Allegheny County Sports and Exhibition Authority, wants to re- uh, come up with $1.6 million now to fund capital improvements at PNC Park, Heinz Field, the PPG Paints Arena, and the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Um, the, these, as I said, these uh, these people should pay for their own things. I don't know about the convention center, but the three teams should pay for their own buildings. The Penguins offered to pay for their own building 100% cash if they had gotten uh, the license for the casino. They gave the casino license to a guy who went bankrupt in about 12 minutes after he got the uh, license to do it. And PNC Park and Heinz Field, uh, the Pirates and the Steelers should have paid for those themselves, as all teams all over North America should have paid for their own uh, stadiums billions of dollars ago. So just letting you, uh, making you aware that they're looking for more of your money. They're going to use, they want to use a part of the sales tax to pay for PNC Park uh, improvements and Heinz Field improvements, including, uh, I don't know what it's for. I don't care what it's for. It's the steel. The Steelers make enough money. And the Pirates uh, make enough money with revenue sharing and everything else that it shouldn't be any of your concern or my concern uh, who pays for the buildings to be fixed any more than if Eaton Park restaurants decided that their, some of their restaurants were starting to look a little shabby and they would come to you and say, hey, you know, we do a lot for the community. We create jobs. We provide a really nice product. It's a good part of Pittsburgh. You know, give us millions of dollars to fix some of these restaurants. They, people would laugh at them. So PNC Park, Hinesfield, Steelers, uh, Pirates and Steelers, and, and I don't uh, go after the Penguins as much because the Penguins, it, once you give money to PNC, to the Pirates and the Steelers for their stadiums, you have to give it to the Penguins. You can't, as a government, you can't show favoritism to one business over another. You, can't, you shouldn't give it to anybody. But if you're going to give it to one, you have to give it to everybody. And the Penguins, as I said, they offered $300 million to build their own arena, and the, the government turned them down and took your money to build it. So I hope that uh, – I hope somebody – I'm saying I hope. It's not going to happen. It would be nice if someone in government would step in and just say no. You know what? From now on, we're going to go by the whatever the wording of the lease is to the word, pay for your own stuff, pay for your own buildings, and leave us alone. We may do more on this tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.